no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Man, you either bear down or lay down with prayers and they dub on the Bears Essential Podcast. Man, let's get it. Shout out to the OG. We appreciate you rocking with us. Welcome to the Bears Essentials. On today's show, we preview the Week 16 matchup against the Seattle Seahawks and much, much more. Hey, Doug, how you feeling over there, man? Christmas is on the horizon, baby. I got to get a few more things, man, of gifts I got to get. So I'm not done shopping. Oh, yeah, you was giving me a hard time, Mr. Amazon. <laughs> I know, man. I gave friends a hard time when it for sure, man. And here I am, got a few more things to pick up. Uh-huh, you definitely put your foot in your mouth, but it's all good, man. This shit happens. It is what it is. I, I finally finished up yesterday, so I'm all good. Now, this is the last part of procrastination for me. I got all the gifts. Now I got to rap. You're probably pretty good at rapping, man. I'm not so good with it. Yeah, so I don't know if you knew this. My first job, in high school was I was a holiday gift wrapper at JCPenney. So I am pretty good with wrapping gifts, but I had to be because you mess up some 70, 80 year old person's gift for their grandkid, they gonna roast you. So I, I learned real quick. <laughs> I know I don't play no games, buying people wrap it up for me, I'm not going to those gift shops and I'm expecting it to be great. Oh yeah. But see Lee, I, I wouldn't have worried about but some elderly person, uh you don't play with their holiday gifts because they're going to keep harping on you about what you messed <laughs> up. They're going to keep showing you certain things. Now, you, after a while, you may say, you know what, I'm just going to take this and just keep it moving. That elderly person, you're going to hear about that. Every time they come in the store, they're going to look at you and be like, that's the boy that don't know how to rap gifts. Like, they don't roast you. <laughs> <laughs> they don't play no games, man. Not listen, at all. <laughs> listen, I'm telling you they don't. So I'm, I'm over here now as an adult. I still be thinking about Miss Agnes, this Miss Lady Boy. She gave me such a hard time. This is the second gift I ever wrapped in my life. And I'll tell you, I messed her gift up, man. I still have nightmares about that to this day. So if anybody gets a gift from me, that thing is going to be wrapped to the T. <laughs> and I'm sure Agnes is no longer with us. But I'm telling you, I thank her because my uh, gift wrapping game is on fleek because of you, Miss Agnes. So I appreciate you. The audience, they tuned in to hear our thoughts on the Seattle Seahawks team. So. Here we go. But before we get into the audience, I thought it would be a really good idea to discuss some of the roster moves they've dubbed that have happened. So we gave a big shout out to Thomas Graham Jr. on our recap episode. The Bears signed him to the active roster, which leads me to believe A-Dub is that he's going to probably be that starting cornerback for the rest of the season, which, I mean, no shit, that should be the move. But I like seeing that. But then I also saw that Ladarius Mack, he was waived to make room for Thomas Graham Jr. But going down the stretch, I think it's going to be really important to see what some of these younger guys on the roster can do. You know, I talked about this as well. I've seen what they can do and also see how they continue to develop. So, again, that secondary got depleted. But I think we got something there, Thomas Graham Jr. And we have to also realize that he's still a rookie. He didn't play football last season, so it's going to be some ups and downs. So he had a really good game on Monday night. However, if he has a couple slip-ups in the game against Seattle, hey, we got to be patient with him because he's still developing. I think this kid's going to be a pretty good player in this league. He showed us a lot that last game, man, and I, I love his heart. I love his ability to, to cover. He's showing us some signs in that area. So, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. And I hope that Jalen Johnson returns from the COVID list because it'll be good to see Jalen and Graham out there together. 
because that probably is going to end up being your starting quarterback tandem if Graham continues to ascend, which, which we all think that he will be. But that right there will be a good sign of seeing how those guys play together. If Graham could be one of those guys that could be solid, that will be good for Jalen Johnson, good for our secondary. So you're right, man. I'm hoping they continue to grow. All this, you guys might be tired of talking about COVID because, listen, it's almost like one of those things, A-Dub, where you can't get away from it. I know some people are like, oh, that's all they're talking about. Well, think about what's going on in our world. Think about what's going on in sports right now. They're postponing and canceling games and events. So it's something that we're all going to have to deal with. But when it comes to the Bears, we got a little good news when it came to COVID because Borum is now coming back. Eddie Jackson's coming back. And then Sam Kamara, the kid on the practice squad, he's coming back. But why that's important is with Bojack coming back, I hope that solidifies that secondary a little bit, especially going up against that Seattle Seahawks receiver core. But A-Dub, Tevin Jenkins, and Larry Borum, we get a chance to see those guys now working together in tandem. And so we bigged up Tevin Jenkins, and that's the performance that he had against the Vikings. But I want to see what he does against that Seattle Seahawks defensive line. And also I'm excited to see how him and Larry Borum look as far as our book and tackles to protect Justin Fields. And you know what, friends? A lot of us really want to see that. We've been anxious to see that tandem anyway, right? So yeah, I want it'll be good to see how, again, how Jenkins continued to uh, make progression. Moving forward, he showed us some good signs. So hopefully he can continue on that route, even though he has some penalties. Now, one area that I'm a little bummed about is the fact that Jesper Horstead has now gone on the COVID list, A-Dub. And that was a guy uh-huh. that I was saying, I wanted to get more snaps in the office. And it's unfortunate of the timing of this because I think that he probably would have been a big part of the game plan here on Sunday. So he's going on that COVID list. So that's just tough to see because I really think that Horstead playing with Cole Komet could be a nice little tandem there going forward. Yeah, that could be, Perez. And I kind of feel bad for him. He wants to be out there. So now he's here with the COVID situation. That's unfortunate for him. So some other guys that we've gotten back since last week and audience is probably not any news to you, but just a quick refresher in, in case it's new to some people. Eddie Goldman, Duke Shelley, Artie Burns, and then, up, of course, Sean Desire came back. So right now, we're just waiting on A-Rob, Dalton, Jalen Johnson, Tayshawn Gibson, Mario Edwards Jr., and Bilal Nichols. So still got a lot of guys out right now. But at the end of the day, I'm really happy that we at least got Borum and Jackson and, and Kamara back as well. and then also. I'm really excited to see what Borum and Jenkins are going to be able to do together as we spoke about a second ago. When you look at the fact that Justin Fields right now, banged up, cracked ribs, he's nursing that ankle injury. It's going to be very important to make sure that we got tackles in place that are going to be able to protect him and neutralize that pass rush from the Seahawks. That's going to be a key, man, because with Justin Fields being banged up, Perez, you will not have worried about him for, for weeks now, man, uh, in the injuries he sustained. Those two tackles will have to be uh, very good, man, for us. Borum and Jenkins, if they can play well, that'll be great. The most important thing is about protecting Justin Fields the rest of these games. Yeah, because as we talked about, man, he's taking a beating out there, man. And it's, it's unfortunate that this kid's been hit so much. And also, when you have a prized talent like this on your team, you want to protect them. We haven't done a really good job of surrounding that this season. And he's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. And keep in mind, he didn't even start the season as the quarterback. That's the part right there, Perez. He didn't start the season. He took all those hits, man. I just hope in this game here, Perez, he doesn't take too much punishment. And he was limited in yesterday's practice. So just keep that in mind, audience. More than likely, we know he's going to play on Sunday. But it just seems like they're taking some caution with him just because he is a little banged up. Absolutely. But because Andy Dalton still remains on that COVID list, 
Nick Foles is going to be that backup. So I don't want to see him on the field. So <laughs> if they need to nurse Justin Fields all the way up to Sunday, I'm okay with it, brother. <laughs> Let's rest the rookie. Make sure his body's prepared, man. We got to see how the Seattle Seahawks team is coming in here. And they had a lot of drama in the offseason. I mean, A-Dub, it seems like it was years ago that we all were asking for Russell Wilson to come here to Chicago. The right. Bears were trying to go after him. The Seattle Seahawks turned down the trade offers, which at this time, it looks like they did us a solid because <laughs> we got Justin Fields and Russell Wilson. It seems like he's regressed as a quarterback since he injured that finger. He is over there struggling, man. I, I mean, I haven't seen Russell Wilson struggle like this probably ever. It was a blessing in disguise that, you know, he didn't come to Chicago and we got Justin Fields. Because he's struggling with his accuracy. There's a lot of yep. passes, and I've been watching this. Also, too, audience, Russell Wilson is my quarterback on fantasy, and I'm benching him in my championship round this week because of the accuracy. I've seen him miss so many open receivers, and I'm like, what's going on? Also, another thing that I've noticed, and this is something that's going to be very impactful in this in this matchup, him and D.K. Metcalf do not seem like they're on the same page right now. D.K. Metcalf, earlier in the season, was getting the ball a lot. He was one of the leading touchdown scorers in the league. But if you look out at the second half of the season, he's not getting targeted. He's being frustrated there on the sideline. I see him even kind of looking at Russell Wilson's side eye. So there's something going on right there. So that's something right there. When you look at this matchup, you got to think about this. What's going on between Russell and DK? Why isn't he targeting him the ball? That is something to look at, man, with he and DK. And that is getting a lot of concern right there for uh, Seattle when you talk about those two not being on the same page. In the past, they had a good thing going on. Is that injury playing a big part in that? Is it the routes? Whatever. So you just don't know what it is really happening between those two. But something ain't right, man. It looks really ugly right now. Yeah, and so when you look at tape and you see some of the throws that Russell's throwing, sometimes, like I've noticed that when he does target DK with a few times that he has been as of late, the passes aren't crisp. They're late. It just goes to show you, and I give Russell props in the fact that he came back so quickly from that injury. They were like, hey, this injury should have kept him out longer. He came back weeks early. But sometimes, man, gutting it out and doing stuff like that, sometimes it can hurt the team. Because I feel like that offense has not been the same since he's come back from that injury. No, it hasn't, Perez. They can't do much at all, really, on that offense. They've been struggling pretty hard. And it actually starts with Russell Wilson. I mean, even just to DK, he's been struggling getting him the ball. He's actually struggled throwing to others, Perez, where the time has been off. He's been overthrowing guys. He's been throwing it short. And the way he's throwing the football just doesn't look the same. Now, we'll say this. Now, Lockett is still putting his numbers up. So now that's somebody in this matchup that we got to pay attention to. Now, Lockett's not having the same type of production that he had last season but he still has solid numbers. But when you look at DK Metcalf, his numbers have fallen off of a cliff. Ooh. A lot of that has to do with Russell Wilson and his accuracy when you look at this matchup. Yeah, because last season you saw Perez, he didn't have those struggles like that with accuracy, man. So you kind of wonder when it comes down to Russell Wilson and his throwing ability, what happened there. So you're right, that time and accuracy is a major problem. You brought up a fair point, the fact of the underthrows to his receivers. There's been third down conversions that they have not been able to convert because Russell's underthrowing, the ball's not getting there. And also another fact that I think is going to be really key in this matchup, A-Dub, he's not able to elude pressure like he right. used to be able to do earlier in his career. They're catching his ass in the back. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, Fred, it looks like he can't even run as fast as he used to. You don't see him being as elusive as he used to. You know how he used to scramble pretty good, Fred. I mean, someone like how you see Justin Fields do at times. I'm like, and matter of fact, the other thing, you don't even see that awareness like you used to. So, I don't know really what's going on with Russell Wilson, man. This just looks really bad for him as a quarterback. Yeah, so it's one of those things that, for his sake, 
I hope it's the finger. And if it is the finger, then he has next season to, to get back healthy. But for us, hey, it bodes well because we got a quarterback <laughs> in here that's not 100%. <laughs> right, exactly. But the thing about Seattle, Chris, they wouldn't have lived and died with him. Well, I mean, of course. I mean, they paid him. When you think of the Seahawks, you think about Russ. So they're going to have to live and die with him. And last offseason, when they showed Russell Wilson in the press box with Goodell at the Super Bowl, he looked salty. We had all the rumors coming out about the fact that he was unhappy about how many times he got sacked in his career and how right. he felt that they haven't protected him. And I said, okay, I get it. But there's two different situations that happened. You had Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay that had the similar type of dissatisfaction with his ownership in the front office. But Aaron Rodgers went out there and balled out, and his team is they won the division. Seattle, on the other hand, they've regressed. So Russell didn't get it done on the field, and it seems like his situation was a little bit of a distraction to that team. Yeah, a little bit of a distraction for us, and it looks like he couldn't handle the pressure either. So it's like the pressure may be getting to him because all this, all the talk out about in Seattle is what's going on with Russell Wilson. Football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sport Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $1 on either team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania, new customers only. Minimum of $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambler problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now back to the show. Now, one thing, though, for the audience to kind of keep in mind, when you think about the Seattle Seahawks, even though their record is 5-8, and eight, their record is 5-9, and nine, but based on that, it's a byproduct of their schedule. If you look at their win-loss and you look at how much they've lost via point difference, it's not like they're getting blown out. Right. And so they lost to the, the Saints by just three points. Now, I know they lost uh, this week to, to the Rams 20-10, to 10, but the Rams are probably going to be a team that's going to go pretty far in the playoffs. But my point of saying this, audience, is the Seattle Seahawks have had a tough schedule, and I feel like they've played teams pretty tough. They played the Washington football team. They played them pretty tough. Lost by, what, maybe two against them. They played some tough games, whereas they've been in it. So they're not really a bad team. But unfortunately, in some games, they just haven't been able to put it all together. No, they really haven't. Well, let's talk about some of our keys to victory over the Seahawks. So my first key, A-Dub, I think Justin Fields is going to have to improve his pocket awareness. So in our recap episode, I talked about the fact that he holds on to the ball a little bit too long. And from my standpoint... He hasn't been taking care of the football. So when you looked at that final box score from that game, and I talked about this on our previous episode, he had a decent game, but it was propped up by the fact that he had really two, he had two good drives there towards the end. But most of that first half of that ball game, Justin was struggling with identifying when to throw the ball away, how to properly run, 
how to slide or when he needs to pull the trigger or just to get rid of the fucking ball. Right. So there's times that I feel like A-Dub, he's kind of unsure of what he's seeing at times. And when things break down, he kind of freezes and he doesn't pull the trigger. So this also could be a coaching issue, which this is why another reason why I want to get Matthew Nagy the fuck out of the sea, because maybe it's not Justin. Maybe a lot of this shit is stuff that's being put in his head during the week by the coaching staff. I need him to make better decisions out there on the field, take care of the ball. And when he's in that pocket, feel that pressure, know when it's coming, elude the pressure, get rid of the football. So for me, that's one of my biggest keys in this game, A-Dub. That's a good key because a lot of good things happen, right? How he scrambles to get out of there, right? He's, he does pretty good. Sometimes he's inconsistent with it. And when he's not good at the press, it's a disaster. He's taking some hits, making some bad passes, or like you said, sometimes from the football. So that's going to be a big key for uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, and then my second key when it comes to this ball game, and this is one that's going to be even more important than the one that's related to us in our offense, our defense. I want us to contain Rashad Penny early because if we can make the Seattle Seahawks one-dimensional, and I talked about the struggles that Russell Wilson has had, well, if we take away that running game from them early, then it's a situation where they're going to be a second and long, third and long. When you got a quarterback in Russell Wilson who has not been accurate, who's having problems connected with his receivers. Well, that bodes well for our defense. That bodes well that we can get that offense off the field and our offense can milk the clock and drive down the field. It gives us a little bit more chance to be successful against this team because Rashad Penny was neutralized last game and you saw that they lost to the Rams. We need to follow that same blueprint. And also, if you make them one-dimensional, it opens up opportunities for Robert Quinn and Hakeem Hicks to get pressure on Russell Wilson and ultimately opportunities for Robert Quinn to get some more sacks. When they become one-dimensional, that's when you know they're really in trouble right there. I thought Seattle was a good team when they were able to run the football. They can't run the football, Perez. They lean so much on uh, Russell Wilson, and uh, it becomes a disaster. Like you said, uh, on third down, he had not done well with that. So I'm hoping that he had those same struggles against us. One of my keys, Perez, when it comes down to the Seattle team, man, is uh, when Seattle get the ball, it's best for them not to be in good field position. We can keep them at a good field position. I think that bodes well for us because Seattle have not shown the ability to sustain drives. They struggle, like you said, when they really want the mission. They have rely heavily on Russell Wilson and bad things has occurred for them, man. No, I think that's a good key because if we can keep them out of plus territory, that bodes really well for our chances to beat them. Yeah, I even saw that game against the Rams, Fred. They were actually, uh, what, very bad on third down. They couldn't get much going, so... If they're going to struggle like that on third down and putting all their marbles on Russell Wilson, hey, good for us. Before we get out of here, give me your score prediction. 20 to 16, Bears get the win. Nice. All right, A-Dub, I'm going to be the detractor here. Even though I think that Russell Wilson doesn't have what it takes necessarily this season, we know who our head coach is. Oh, and, man. I got a, and I got a feeling that he's going to be involved in that play calling again. I hope Bill Lazor comes back. But right now, <laughs> the way I'm looking at things, I'm taking the Seahawks 24, the Bears 17. Now, Woo. I'm really excited for the fact that we got some young guys here on this team that are going to get an opportunity to play a little bit more. At least I hope that's what happens there on Sunday. However, man, Matt Nagy is still Matt Nagy. And this is a team, a Bears team, a rookie quarterback in Justin Fields that's going to be playing there in Seattle. That Seattle crowd, that 12th man, they don't call them that for nothing. That is a tough environment to play in, but it's going to be great experience for Justin Fields to be able to play in that atmosphere. I think, though, that 12th man, combined with Matt Nagy being our fucking head coach, is going to lead to us losing another ballgame. Matt Nagy is Matt Nagy, Prez, (laughs) but I get your point. For any of our sports betters out there, 
The Bears are a six and a half point underdog according to DraftKings. So we're not surprised here. We've been underdogs for a majority of the season, but I have the Bears losing this game 24 to 17. So listen, we'll see what happens here. Audience, Aids Up and I hope that you guys have the merriest of Christmas and a super holiday. Enjoy the time with your loved ones and people that are close to you. But also, don't forget to check on those people and friends and family of yours that may be alone during the holidays. Remember, be kind to each other. There's a lot of people out there that may not even be able to have time with their family for, because of what's going on right now with COVID. And just be kind to people and just make sure that you check on your friends and family. Hey, Prez, I love that, man. Merry Christmas to everyone. Merry Christmas to you, Prez. And everyone, hey, show some love. Well, audience, we're going to talk to y'all again on the winner's circle a little bit later on in the week. And then we're going to be talking to y'all on Monday after that Seattle Seahawks game. But again, Merry Christmas, and we are out. Thanks for listening to The Very Sentence. You can find this show wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate your continued support and for making this a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. As always, Bears Nation, come down with us.